Okay, we're on. We're live. We are live. (laughs) (laughs) The newscast, Channel 7. (laughs) Hi, friends. Hi, friends. And welcome to our very first episode of Q&A with Quentin and Abby. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Quentin. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm Quentin. I'm Abby. (laughs) I hope we fooled them. Yeah, I know. I think they fell for it. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Abby, why are we talking into a microphone right now? Why are we talking into a microphone? Well, um... We have a lot to share. Lo- what do we? What I I so agree. So sit back, buckle in. Sit back. Keep relax, your arms and, and legs. The show. Exactly. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Exactly. If you're driving in the car, make sure you're not operating heavy machinery. Am I right? <laughs> so yeah. Should we start out? Who are we? Quentin, Who are you? Who am I? Um, I'm a 25 year old male. Um, my pronouns are he, him, his. That's I important. actually, it's extremely important because gender expression and visibility is very, very important on this podcast. Um, I just turned 25 yesterday. We're recording this on June 9th. Yesterday was my birthday, June 8th. So happy birthday. Thank you. Gemini season. Um, just to go on a quick tangent, I'm going to go on several tangents, but my roommate, he was like, he was chuckling the other day and he showed me an Instagram post. And basically the post was like, well, Abby and sorry context Abby and I live in Las Vegas and it's currently blazing hot and it's just gonna get even hotter so he showed me this Instagram post and it was basically like the reason why Vegas is getting so hot it's because we're approaching Gemini season and all the Gemini's are coming out of hell and bringing the heat with us so I I just feel like you know Gemini season we're we're fiery we're getting ready to go and we're gonna take on the world (laughs) and make me watch it burn oh yep and all the fire signs are right behind you. Oh, too. absolutely. You guys catalyze that flame, okay? Uh-huh. Well, like I said, 25 years old. I am a dancer, circus person, um, extraordinaire. <laughs> Sorry, not extraordinaire. I'm aspiring to be, but, you know, one can talk highly about themselves. Um, I don't know. My intention for this podcast is to, you know, use our young age and fruitful um, energy to create a lot of productivity in our community to kind of see how our little voices are quite powerful and in numbers we kind of can magnify that and yeah I'm gonna try and pass it over to Abby because I will just keep talking and it's gonna be 25 minutes so take it away Abby oh I love that um <laughs> thank you so much for your uh, intro cue um so I'm Abby I'm 24 we're exactly six months apart um hence our little logo we have a Gemini and a Sagittarius um for anybody out there who's into astrology my sun is in Sag and my moon is in Gemini and Q's son is in Gemini and his moon is in Sag so we make a cute little combo here welcome um Meow. I am more of a dancer a uh, performer, then on the circus side, I can climb a rope, and that's pretty much all I got. I on mean, the hey, side. that's more than the average bear. <laughs> that's okay. all I got. It's all in the legs. Um, but I've been dancing since I could walk and I could talk. Um, and I uh, live in Las Vegas, 10 minutes away from Q. Yeah, we do. Um, address not disclosed. Well, it could be. <laughs> For the right price. <laughs> For three easy installments of $16.99. Um, but yeah, you know, I really loved your description of why we're starting this. And I think that's great. And I 100% agree. Um, I know you mentioned pronouns. Mine are she, her. Uh, because we love um, representation and we think that's all important. And it's something that we have right there on the table. 
which again is great. We love that Absolutely. clear communication. Come on, queer communication. Hell yeah. <laughs> that QC. And so that brings me to the question of why the hell should you listen? Yeah. To what we have to say. I think I think that's a question that we're like asking ourselves. It's kind of funny. Like when we were talking about going into this project, we were like, well, what are we going to talk about? Like, what are people going to want to listen to? Like, I can go on on tangents and Abby just kind of sits and listens to me. And then she interjects with some amazing philosophical <laughs> viewpoints. And as we were like sitting in this coffee shop, we looked at each other and we were basically like, so everything that we've been talking about could have already been recorded yep. and uh, ready to go. So we just kind of are sitting in front of a microphone and we just came to the consensus that even though like I'm 25 and Abby's 24, we have so much experience that we've learned thus far in our career and it's kind of still continuing and blossoming and um, we're learning to reap what we've been sowing over all these years of training and mentoring and apprenticeships and the whole nine yards that we have a lot to say. And sometimes it's, it's a bit helpful when you're in a, in a headspace or in an environment in which you're relying on a mentor and you're not necessarily getting those elements of feedback or opinion or outside view um, and that's something that could be beneficial in regards to this podcast. But I think that could go into our very first topic on this very first episode of like, we're not letting the age that we have define what we should and shouldn't do. Exactly. Like, again, why the hell not? Right. So, you know, we're already putting our foot forward. And I think that's super important for anybody listening to. It's like, don't let those kind of uh, societal limitations keep you from pursuing what you have a passion for and what we have in our hearts is to share what we love and talk about and what we think is important. And that's why we're here is to do that with you guys. And I love that. And I'm going to kind of put Abby on the spot right now. Um, Abby has a really amazing story in regards to like where she's from and the town and the state that she's from and how, um, she kind of broke out of the norm and I feel like that could be a lot of us in this world where we feel so passionate about something um, and everyone around them doesn't necessarily see eye to eye with that and she's over here like living her best life so I'm just gonna let her like take the mic to like talk about kind of how we were talking about like visibility and maybe like you're in this space that um, people aren't necessarily agreeing or seeing eye to eye or understanding and just kind of going on going and and go off go off girl go, oh well girl. thank you that's a lot of credit yeah, um absolutely um, that that credit uh, is due yeah that makes me feel good that you uh see me that way because it's just you know I'm, I'm humbled to the core uh but I grew up in the midwest in a small town called St. Charles about 30 minutes outside St. Louis and um yeah you know back in my hometown it's you go to school, you work on the farm, you go to college um, in Springfield or SLU, and then you go back home and uh, work and really don't do anything else. Um, and that is great for some people, and some people find their purpose and their heart in that. Um, and nothing against them. I think that's great. We all need those people. We need those people in the world who keep us steady, who keep us secure, 
And, um, but I didn't, uh, feel that way. I grew up hating school more than anything in the entire universe. <laughs> I, uh, the amount of times that I missed school and, um, I actually went to my guidance counselor in high school and I was like, Hey, by the way, like freshman year entering, I was like, I'm going to miss so much school. My parents are not beating me. <laughs> I am a dancer <laughs> and I am traveling the country. The trauma that I'm receiving is not from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Facts. <laughs> But um, it is because I am traveling the country as a assistant at Tremaine Performance Company. And uh, I also travel for dance competitions and I have all of these things. And I'm just not going to be here because my heart is not in school. It's in performing and it's in dancing. So, you know, growing up as a competitive dancer and assistant and all the things, I then, you know, found an amazing school out here in Vegas called TAPS Theater Arts Preparatory School. Shout out to Don Morrall. Um <laughs> TAPS sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and um, then moved out here. Um, I worked four jobs after graduating high school in order to pave my way because I just knew in my heart of hearts and in my bones that school was not made for me and there was nothing that I wanted to do. And I knew that dancing full time was possible because I saw it, you know, at a young age and no one had to tell me that it was possible because it was like, okay, well, I see people doing it. Automatically, that means it's possible, you know? And, like, I heard stories, and, like, Twitch was a huge um, inspiration for me as a young dancer. I remember being, like, 10, and it was, uh, it wasn't Hollywood vibe. I'm not going to remember the name of the convention, but it was, like... It'll come. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll hit me eventually, but it was only around for, like, a year, and it was, like, Shannon Mather and Twitch, and I remember going, being 10, and being so inspired by him and Ian Eastwood and all of these, you know, big names. Big names, yeah. And being, like, oh, my God, they did it. That means I can do it. So at a young age, and then, like, going to New York, I won a scholarship for a, you know, summer camp, and my mom and I went, and, uh, again, 10 years old, that same year, actually, I think, um, I, we saw Wicked in New York and I looked at my mom and I said, that's going to be me. No one mourns the Wicked. Exactly. Good news. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah. And I've been relentless in my pursuit ever since because like I said, I'm a Sag. I can't help it, but know that there's possibility out there no matter what. Um, maybe it's my, me being naive, but I don't really care because it, you know, makes me smile every day. And keeps me going. Um, and she's doing it. And we're doing it. We are doing our best. Period. That's and all we can ask for. Yeah. And, you know, the the, the goal and everything has evolved since then. Um, and it continues to evolve every day. But I think just the pursuing and what, you know, sets your soul on fire, I think, is super important. Absolutely. I love that. I love hearing that, Abby. Oh, thank, thank you for you. being vulnerable and going over your story with us. Yeah. I mean, I know that more details will come along as time goes along with this podcast, hopefully. Totally. And it's it's funny. Like, I don't know. I'll probably take this moment to interject a little bit about my story. Because, like, hearing Abby's story in regards to, like, her not wanting to be a part of school because she just felt so inclined to do something bigger and better for her life that I kind of had a completely different upbringing. Um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Um, I lived there until I was about eight, nine nine years old um, and I moved to Los Angeles California to pursue acting so I was a child actor I was I was on TVs um, television movies commercials I did print work um, I was essentially a professional eight years old um, and it kind of reminds me of a conversation that Abby and I were having the other night regarding like 
since we were such professionals at, at a young age, um, we kind of had a completely different relationship with kids our own, like our peers our own age in regards to like never really having like a set group or not ever, never really having like an understanding with the people around us because we were just always in a completely different space. Um, you know, my day-to-day was basically, my parents never believed in going um, and homeschooling us. They were like, you're going to be a real person and you're going to like learn how to socialize and go to real school and do all of that. And, um, I'm very, very fortunate with my parents making that decision for all of my siblings. Cause my sister also was a dancer. She was also an actress, the whole nine yards. Um, but that being said, we would wake up in the morning, we would go to school every day. Um, we, my mom would pick us up from school. We'd hop into the car and go on auditions. It was like, okay, where are we going? Are we going to Santa Monica? Are we going to Beverly Hills? Are we going this way? Are we going to Wilshire? Are we going to Paramount Studios? Are we going to like all over? And it was like, okay, do we have sides? Is there a script that we have to learn? And literally at the age of nine, 10 years old, it was, I was kind of like programmed to like go and go and go and go. And then like, if I didn't have sides, that would be my opportunity to do homework in the car. Um, finish the audition, continue doing homework. Um, and then after that, if there was time, then we would go to the dance studio. And then I would train and do all of that. Um, I was a competition kid. Um, so was Abby. Um, I feel like maybe if we just lived a little closer in proximity, we probably would have competed against each other. Hashtag um, hop, skip right off that stage. Period. <laughs> and, you know, it was an interesting way that I developed my life because my parents always pushed education first. Like, they knew that um, I had a, a want to perform. I always wanted to be on stage and to kind of give the audience what I just felt like I had to give. But my mom was always like, uh, "You, if you were ever given a contract, you have to know how to read that contract and what it means and what that entails. Um, you're, if you're going to go to school, you're not going to go to school to learn how to dance. You're going to go to school to understand why. Um, so I never, I need to meet your mother. Oh, I love my, her. No, I love my mom. She's like my biggest supporter. She's my rock. She's my foundation. Um, she has crafted me into the person that I am today. So I'm extremely blessed and honored to have my mom, um, in my back pocket basically. Um, but I was like in middle school, I had the option of going to like a performing arts middle school or going to another middle school that I was going to go into the academy, the humanities academy, essentially in regards to like art and, and, um, entertainment and kind of understanding like the history of all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. So my mom was like, yeah, you're not going to the performing arts school because you're already performing as a professional. So like you don't need facts, 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 of facts, America. And so I ended up doing that. And then I went to high school and I kind of continued doing that. That's where I learned circus. I learned circus in high school. I was very much a generalist. I learned silks and lira and rope and Spanish web and cube and straps and all of the things. Um, and then I had a complete 180 when I graduated. I was like, I've been a professional since I was eight. I don't want to act. I don't want to sing. I don't want to dance. I don't want to do circus. And I'm going to pack up all of my things and become a plastic surgeon. Oh my God. Wait. So are you like totally laughing at your 18 year old self right now? Um, I, yes and no. Cause at the end of the day, I kind of always wanted to continue performing, but I think where our stories kind of collide a little bit is that everyone's like, well, you don't have a lifestyle being a dancer like that. There's no longevity in being a performer. Like, what's your plan B? And that's something that was always thrown at me was like, Mm. yeah, sure. We can 
tolerate this want, but there's going to be a point in time where you, your body's not going to keep up or you're not going to want to do this or, or whatever the, as, as young professionals, this is what we hear constantly. And it's kind of something that floats in the back of our brain. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to tackle this and I'm just going to go straight into medicine. And I went to university. I was in the pre-med program. Shout out Cal State Northridge. Uh, that's my university. I graduated with a bachelor's in kinesiology. Woo woo. Hashtag sponsor us. Hashtag Cal State Northridge sponsor us. <laughs> um, shout out to Paula. Love you, Paula. Um, that's my dance director back at home. And it was just something that over time, it took me about two years to finally be like, no, I don't want to go into medicine. And I want to go back to performing. Um, and of course I had that itch to perform again right before COVID (laughs) and that's when everything shut down. And to be honest, I kind of have an unpopular opinion, but I loved COVID. Don't get me wrong. There was, there was a lot of like demise and a lot of sadness and depression and all of the things. But I, I personally felt like I grew so much as an individual. Oh, absolutely. I think we all did as a collective and through, you know, I'm, not saying it was a wonderful time, but I think through that hardship, we're all better as a society in small ways. Absolutely. And as people, you know, as th- you're just speaking from your personal experience, right? right? Like that was what you had. You yeah. Know, you were lucky enough to not experience the kind of loss that some people did. Right. You know? And our hearts go out to that. Absolutely. I mean, it's difficult to lose people and it's, it's especially difficult to lose people in close proximity to you. Because right. with COVID in particular, we were all kind of forced to be in close proximity like we were too afraid to go out we were too afraid to do the whole nine yarns uh we'll try our absolute best not to like really dive into this because yeah it could be a no, triggering like situation a, yeah, yeah. But, but i just wanted um, to put that out there that like yeah. we're not like oh yay for <laughs> not, covid don't damper this the the yeah this but podcast. also like we, we like our hearts go out to it but yeah. like that was just your personal experience you totally know? Like, and i don't get me wrong i i got my degree during covid and especially now as a performer like a professional Mm -hmm. a young adult um, I can use my kinesiology degree every single day and I know that's something that there's a lot of people that receive their degrees and they're like okay well I have it I don't use it oh my god no but it keeps me on my toes because like I'm a certified personal trainer and I sucked at anatomy so every time you say like a muscle or something I'm like come on Abby dig through those files latte (laughs) where is it at I'm like, come on, dig through that little brain. You got this. You could so, do it. I believe in you. So um, surround yourself with smart people. They keep you on your toes. <laughs> Honestly. Well, it's okay. Hold on. There was a quote that I saw and I loved it so much. And I've been wanting to like post it like on my story or the whole nine yards. I'm going to find it. Give me a, give me, there we go. I found it. Um, and the quote is, if you look at the people in your circle and don't get inspired, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage. And I love that expression, right? It's this idea that like you are who you surround yourself with. And sometimes you you can surround yourself with people that like kind of maybe feed your ego or do the complete opposite. And you may feel like you're in a space in which you feel protected and and safe in the whole nine yards. But in all actuality, you're actually caging yourself in this truth of not allowing yourself to be the person that you want to be. Can I share a image that just popped into my head? Go for Um, it. Like in terms of what you just said with that quote, it's like, are you surrounding yourself with people who are fanning the flames to your wildfire that's destroying or are you surrounding yourself with people who are fanning the flames to your bonfire that's keeping you warm Mm. someone write that down (laughs) 
Mic drop. Mic I drop. drop it, but it's on a stand. <laughs> exactly. Both of our both of these mics are on a stand. I totally took you away from your story, though. Back to COVID. You said you had a you you actually had a good time. In yeah. COVID. No, but I mean, it kind of goes back to like literally what we're talking about. It was during COVID where I found people that really wanted to support this new pathway that I wanted to take. Like mm. I switched to kinesiology. I had a specialized focus in dance with my degree. And it was in that where dance films were coming out because people didn't have access to studios. So right. people were filming and they were on different locations across the world or whatever they had accessibility to. And it just kind of catalyzed a movement of this is what we need to do. And this is why the arts and movement and dance and music and all of these fine arts are so important to us because in these difficult trials and tribulations that we experience, this is the only outlet that every single person can understand and come to terms with as opposed to things like language or boundaries or living across seas from one another. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it was an opportunity that it really fanned that bonfire that like this was support. This was keeping us warm. This was getting us through the day. This was getting us maybe through our week, month, year, whatever that case may be. Um, I came in contact with a lot of amazing individuals because of COVID. I, came to Vegas lip so COVID happened what March of 2020 give or take yes in July I did an intensive in Vegas and it really catapulted this idea of me moving here and pursuing circus that's actually so funny because I had I literally moved here I did an intensive 2020 in Vegas and in June okay and I was like I want to move back yeah it was it was just one of those things I I met a really good friend of mine her name's Marika shout out to Marika she's in Europe performing um in a traveling circus and I love that for her she's living her best life yes round of applause yes give her a round of applause everyone moment of silence for Marika (laughs) see it's funny okay some out some outside context so when I do moment of silence, I understand that people like they take a moment of silence for like the departed or someone who's passed on. Like it's out of reverence. I totally get that. But for me, it's like, okay, no, we're taking a moment of silence to well, like it, it come to terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like just yeah. a I moment mean, to just like. We're in 2023. Let's change the definition. Let's change it up, baby. Yes. Let's let's stir that pot, you know. <laughs> All the things. Where's my ladle? Oh, girl, we're in the kitchen right now, so <laughs> I can do a little skip, hop, and a jump <laughs> to the cupboard to get Hashtag a ladle. Hashtag competition walk off. <laughs> Welcome to the stage number 276. <laughs> walk that walk. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we're back to July 2020. So we're back to Marika. July. And, and Marika, we didn't know that we were like an hour away from each other. We both lived in California. And it was just a moment where we were just like, we need to go to Vegas. We need to we need to do this like monthly. We need to do this weekly. And it all of a sudden just turned into this bonfire getting bigger and bigger and bigger of like inspiration and motivation and getting where we wanted to be, which at the end of the day was to move to Vegas. Well, the bigger bonfire you have, the more people you can warm. Period. I'm here for, I'm literally here for this cage fire analogy. Um, Once again, Abby is a Sagittarius. So fire is just innate. Oh, I'm an analogy like whore. Oh, so many, Horror. so many analogies, so many one-liners. All I the, love them. all the things. She's, she's anyway. probably one of the funniest people I know. But fast forward, um, it turned into weeks and months of like coming back and forth to Vegas because Vegas is either a four-hour drive or a forty-five-minute flight, and then all of a sudden, just turned into me now living here. And in two days, June eleventh will make seven months. I've lived in Las Vegas, and it's been the happiest time of my life. Period. Oh, I love Mic that. drop. <laughs> 
Well, That's on a stand. Welcome to Vegas. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. Absolutely. I've been here for almost three years consecutively. Oh. Yeah. So I think it's funny that we both had the same thought like back in 2020. Yeah. Um, and um, I do, though, n- want to commend you for like being a child actor, um, taking a step away and then realizing as you take that space away, you've realized that that was actually in your heart of hearts oh, and yeah. you've kind of come back to it. Not necessarily acting. Well, I don't know if that'll transpire in your future, but like that pull to be a performer still, still rings true to you, which is great. And I love that, you know, I don't know if your mom knew that of you or I don't know if she just threw you into it because she just knew how to or she threw you into it because she thought you wanted to. But I think that's amazing. That experience you had, the space that you created and then being like, oh, no, okay, I kind of want to go back. Thank you. I mean. It just brings the idea, and I feel like maybe we can touch upon this a little bit, but burnout is a huge It is so real. It is the biggest thing, and that's something, honestly, that kind of led to me moving away from the arts and performing in the Holman Yards is because from 8 years old to 18 years old, for 10 years, I was a professional. Um, And to all the young, aspiring artists out there that is potentially listening, you know, it's learning how to give yourself unconditionally every single time wholeheartedly and also learning how to take rejection and denial and there could be opportunities where you go all the way to the end of something and then casting management whoever the case may be they're like you know what we're gonna go in a different direction but like you know and this is something that i accredit to my school taps because you know don morale again shout out was incredible his experience in the industry he was always telling us like it's not personal it literally could just be you don't match the height of somebody else they hired or you know somebody else they already hired and you know they just need one more spot and you just happen to be too short but but they didn't know that until you know like it's just so many um factors that go to it into it that aren't personal and to kind of like reiterate this because people can hear what we're saying and take it into different contexts or interpret it in the way that they want to, but kind of using like height, for example, height is something that we can't control and it's learning as a young professional, as an artist, that that is something that is out of your control Mm. and it shouldn't define you as a person. Like you could be the shortest dancer and you could be fierce. You could be the fiercest, shortest dancer. Shout out to my five, two and unders. Come on short Queens. Okay. But that being said, it's not something that's limiting you as a performer because at the end of the day, it wasn't meant for you, Mm -hmm. which means you have to redirect that energy to something that does serve you. And it's going to be more fruitful for you in the down in the long run at the end of the day. 100%. You know. Now we're recording. (laughs) We are recording. Sorry, we had to take a little bio break, guys. I mean, they didn't know that because I mean, we stopped recording. <laughs> I, no, I'm fully aware. But like, you know, we want to keep the transparency on the podcast. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of left off kind of talking about what is deserving of you, like what is deserving of your time, things that are meant for you. Um, and it's kind of talking about like maybe the divine and how sometimes we may have a plan for something. And the universe is just like, nope not yet oh yeah because in all transparency guys like i uh, back in 2020 i have always you know past three years okay i felt called to share more of um whoa what i have to what i have to say (laughs) what was that that's my share impersonation whoa i'm share i don't know why it took me so long to figure that out okay (laughs) 
<laughs> that share. Yeah, that okay, share. Completely yeah. different. You wanted okay, to share. That. that was that was good. Okay, <laughs> that was cute. I wish you guys could have seen that. Um, but back in twenty. 20- Log into our Patreon, <laughs> our OnlyFans. There'll be a link in the bottom in the description below. Okay, go for it, Abby. <laughs> But back in 2020, I feel like I've been called to share more, and I wanted to start a YouTube channel, and I, like, even made YouTube videos. I deleted them so no one can see them ever again, thank God. Um, And my mom still reminds me every day, you need to go back to making YouTube videos. Those are cute. Love you, Mom. Um, Okay, not to interject, but Abby has this amazing thing that she does when she's either submitting for something or auditioning for something. She'll just compile all of the video footage of bloopers, and she'll just put it all together, (laughs) throw it on her Instagram story, and it's something that I just, on my free time, just kind of lay down and just watch her be a moron, and I love it. (laughs) I'm so here for it. it. So, like, don't be afraid to, like, talk and expose and, like, be the funny quirky person that you are you know like going back like i said so i've been feeling this like calling share (laughs) yes that share and i haven't and it's so funny because i have all the materials too the camera i spent like 500 dollars on a camera the podcasting equipment and then this beautiful soul popped into my life what soul um, his name's Quentin. Who's that? And he sounds cute. <laughs> he is. Oh. He is. He's got this I, really awesome, like, um, safety pin earring that he wears all the time. Oh, it's really cute. he sounds uh-huh. like my type. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get along great. Oh, wow. And I uh, just... Are you being funny. my Yenta? <laughs> being my matchmaker? Uh-huh. Matchmaker, matchmaker, find me a match. <laughs> find me a fine, catch me a catch. I find it funny because I made... I just... All I did was make a TikTok. I just made a TikTok talking about how I wanted to share more, and I started making more TikToks just for the hell of it. Not too often, whenever I felt like it, because... Um, my uh, little ADHD brain can't commit to doing something all the time. But having another person who saw that was like, hey, well, let's start a podcast. And now we're here and now we're actually doing it. I really appreciate we're it. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ugly and I'm proud. Yay. <laughs> I want to be a pretty girl. Yep. All the, th- all the quotes. And uh, so I just find it funny that like things just come back and the universe is like, you know, you were called to do this and now we're starting it. And I just, it's so far been the easiest process ever. But I think what's also kind of interesting too is to talk about the intention that was set. Because even though maybe back in 2020, you like had the intention to do it, you had like the want to do it, but maybe not necessarily the motivation or the drive or just the time. Mm-hmm. Like t- timing is so important. And just by setting it, the universe kind of heard you and was like, I think now you're in a position in which you can actually partake in this and fulfill this. And mm-hmm. you can share this opportunity with another individual. Mm-hmm. Cause literally she posted on TikTok a while ago and it just popped up on my, your friends type of situation. And then I texted her being like, okay, we're starting a podcast. And that was what last Saturday. Was it? When was my pool party? I don't know. I was last Saturday. Okay. Literally. So I'll like, Six days ago. Yeah, and here we are. And I was like, okay, because, I don't know, something about it just felt weird. And I didn't want to do it alone because, again, ugh, responsibility. I just It just felt like a lot to take on by myself. But having another brain to... Um, Stay hydrated, y'all. If you heard that, I opened up my Hydro Flask. <laughs> having another person to, like, um, you know, accountability. And it's like, okay, well, if you're down, like, I'm down. And then it's, like, making it happen. Um, so it you know, feels good to let the universe do its work. And it's like, I feel like it was just all brought in at, again, perfect timing. And it was meant to happen. And I'm excited to see where this goes. Absolutely. And it's funny, like going back to, I am a 
Gemini Sun, Gemini Mercury. Diva can talk for days upon years upon millennia. Okay. And I don't know. I just, I have the experience where so many people have been like, you know what? You should do a podcast. Like I would love. Yeah. Like I would just love to kind of hear you talk because it's kind of like white noise. And to me, that's like a compliment where you're like, what? Like when you're doing absolutely nothing, you just want to like hear the sound of my angelic voice. Like, oh my God, that's such a, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a compliment. Like, honestly, if you guys could see, like I just pushed the hair behind my ear. I have short hair, but I'll, I'll push it behind my ear giving totally like total uh, Debbie Ryan vibes from what was it? Radiohead. Uh, <laughs> Disney sponsor us. <laughs> no, Please don't sponsor it. us. I love it. I just, it's just, it, again, like, just talking about, like, the universe just lines things up. And when it's, like, meant to be, it feels feels good. Yeah, and it's also learning how to ride that wave. Right. And maybe it's not something that you want. There's there's a quote, I don't know who said it, a good friend of mine in the past, he introduced it to me. And he told me, you have to learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Amen. And with that being said, this is kind of an opportunity where I don't want to speak for Abby, but I think I can speak for Abby. There is a sense of uncomfortability when it comes to pursuing this. And I think both of us being uncomfortable and saying that we could like rely on each other and piggyback and do the whole nine yards helps with us putting something together. Incredibly uncomfortable. The insecurity of me sitting behind this mic and thinking that somebody's going to listen to it. I mean, like, I just always want to shoot myself with the foot and be like, no, no one's going to listen to you. And I no think one it, wants to listen to you. And I think the funniest thing, because Abby and I, we were having this conversation literally over coffee. We have a lot of conversations. We have a lot of conversations. <laughs> Hence but, the podcast. <laughs> but if you're in Vegas, go to Cafe Lola, because the vibes are right and the food and, and beverage is it's delicioso. Um, and we're over here, like... I know you're like, we have so much power in our age and with our voice, like you don't understand like the magnitude that we have. And I'm like the complete optimist where I'm over here thinking like, we're going to post this and we're going to have like 500 people listen to us. And I'm going to be like, exactly, because we have shit to say and we're entertaining and we're like excited to, to go on this, even though like I've never posted on a podcast before. Like I don't, we barely even knew how to fucking record both of our mics at the same time. What? 33 minutes ago. We did. And we're here. And that's like, that's a part of the journey that you should really. I love all the magnitude of topics we're hitting in this, in this one podcast. Um, We're just like setting the tone. No, I think it's, I think it's great. I think we're hitting everything we need to hit right now. And especially going into like, again, kind of circling back to where we started this podcast. Uh, uh, guys, off. if you didn't check out our logo, there's a circle. So, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we are always bringing things back around. Period. Ooh, circle it up. Circle of life. <laughs> I totally butch. I'm pretty sure that's Swahili. I'm so know. sorry. I did not need to pay offense to anyone. I'm just, uh, uh, Lion King is my favorite well, movie. Well, first episode, we already yeah, canceled. Yeah, I already canceled. Actually, no, uh, don't cancel Abby. You can cancel me. I can I can take it. I can take it. That's okay. We'll only put my Instagram handle in the description, not yours. And then all they have to do is just go on your Instagram and find Quentin. So what you're saying is you're going to have to block me. Yep. So I, I remain anonymous. Yep. Because, you know, there are a lot of Quintins in this world, so. Uh, that's true. There's also a lot of Abbies. Um, but circling back, this brings it back to, no, no, I'm, I'm always going to come back to the topic at hand. I'm glad cause I already forgot. Uh, no, I'm always going to come back. Um, because there's always something that like I wanted to say and, um, you know, coming, circling back, like standing in our power and again, being just like, fuck it. Like we're here. 
and let's do it and let's just see what happens and see the people that we can affect because it's like you never know who's watching you never know who's listening and just because um you may feel like you have a small voice there might be somebody there who's ready to listen or ready to watch yeah and i don't mean small in like a in like a bad way but like you know that's kind of how it feels and i'm not really finding a better word for it but sometimes it does feel like i have a small voice who wants to listen to it but it's also like well if you start talking you never know what person around you is gonna gonna hear it or gonna see it or going to appreciate it and that's the point of just fucking going for it i think the image that just popped into my brain it's kind of like a bee like you might see a bee and you may not hear that bee until it's in your ear. But all of a sudden you come across like a giant beehive and that sound is extremely audible. Like all of them buzzing at the same frequency, the same time. It's 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 almost I don't want to use the word nuisance, but it can be a nuisance of just how much energy this community is creating. And I think that's just something that Abby and I are really trying to maybe captivate upon or touch upon is that like there are strength in numbers and we may all be different, but we kind of coincide with one another at some point in time. And we just got to fucking buzz. Like we just got to make noise and, you know, do our thing and, People well, to inspire people along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Either like that's the point. To do the same thing to reach out to start something new for themselves and explore. Yeah, and I think always like coming from a place of like having fun and just knowing that this is just coming from just the genuineness inside of us and it's just coming from a place of light. I think that's such a positive thing in regards to creating because you always have to know that you're in an environment that's safe, welcoming, and especially if you can share that inside of a community, it definitely helps in regards to like getting your footing. And that's what we're doing, or at least trying to do. There's an attempt. We got to fan that bonfire. We got to fan the the bonfire. I love that analogy. That was like, honestly, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Like, let's make a big bonfire. It's, it's oh, giving yeah. Burning Man. Like how many, <laughs> how many, how many people can we warm? You know, like oh. that's, and I, uh, I don't know why well, that just, that, well, that, like, that's what many, you said. Well, yeah, you said yeah, that, but, but you heard, you heard me say <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, you didn't hear yourself say well, it. Well, now I'm thinking about it like in even like a better way. Yeah. How many people can you warm with your bonfire? And just going off that, like, like I said, I moved to Vegas seven months ago and the energy just between Vegas and Los Angeles are two completely different things. And the sense of warmth and the sense of welcoming and inclusion is day and night when it comes to Los Angeles and Vegas. I moved here. People are so nice. They're supportive. They want to know what you're doing. Like they actually are interested in what you have to say. And I just find that really, really fascinating because I never felt like I was in an environment that welcomed that, you know, but here we are. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) before, before it gets too touristy and people, the tourists are becoming residents and all of a sudden the (laughs) price of living is going to go up. So hop on this bandwagon while you can honestly <laughs> every Vegas local is like yeah I was only supposed to be here for three months and now they're here for like 18 I'm over here years. like I have a six-month contract and now I'm living here uh, every Vegas local well not every well local, I, didn't, but I, a lot I think I, I said six-month contract I definitely didn't have a six-month contract I had a six-week contract <laughs> and then I was like great it's January <laughs> not going back to LA what are we gonna do full and- send I uh, I think this brings us back to a beautiful place to actually maybe come to a close. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Well, how about this? I think maybe a way that we can always end the, the podcast is by having a moment of gratitude. 
like gratitude is something that's extremely important to me. It was something that was passed down from many people in my lives that I love. Um, and there could be some magnificent things like so mag magmatic. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. There, there could be some giant things that are in your life that you're extremely grateful for. Mm-hmm. And there could just be some little things to be grateful for and understanding mm-hmm. those are like little accomplishments and moments just to say thank you. Cause sometimes we could live in a very selfish world mm-hmm. and just passing that sense of gratitude onto another person, um, is, is pretty powerful, you know? So maybe we'll finish our podcast with a little moment of gratitude and whatever that is. Like, I think we can. So what are you grateful for? What am I grateful for today? Today. Right now. I think, I think I'm grateful for breath. I think waking up today, like I said, yesterday was my 25th birthday. It was amazing. I spent it with Abby and my other friends and my roommate. And it's just an opportunity where sometimes you can get so caught up in life and you forget to just breathe, you know, breathing from your diaphragm as opposed to breathing from your stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of, you know, parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system things that I could probably talk about later in the podcast. Shout out kinesiology degree. Period. Um, But it's that idea of just being, of being attentive and aware of your breath. And in regards to today, it's just, I'm, I'm thankful like that I had the opportunity to wake up today, that I had breath in my lungs that allowed my brain and my blood to involuntarily function. Um, and I think that's just something that that is a little thing that is extremely powerful that we take for granted is that technically we're not, we're not guaranteed breath and we're not guaranteed oxygen. And I had the opportunity today to wake up and breathe and just be here with Abby and for us to create this amazing moment. So I'm going to close on breath. I love that. Um, I'm grateful. Thank you for asking Q. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's redo. Sorry. I was like, I was so philosophical oh and God, I was no, just no, like I... mic, silent mic drop. And then Abby's like looking at me like, okay. so are you going to, are you going to bring me in? I'm like, so, okay. Hold okay on. Love you, Mina. Moment of silence. So Abby, <laughs> what is your moment? Like, what is your moment of gratefulness? Oh like, my what God. Thank you so much for asking yeah, you. I'm always about passing the torch. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really baton. appreciate that. Totally. <laughs> um, uh, this is going to be a little uh, cliche, but I'm all about cliches. And in all true honesty, I'm actually so grateful to be starting this and being able to record this today. Um, because, you know, it's been a, thought process since 2020 and mm-hmm. I just kind of let it go and the fact that it's actually here and the fact that we're actually doing it I'm in, I'm incredibly grateful and the fact that I you know have hope and belief that it's gonna touch the right people and I'm incredibly grateful for um this process and yes. just being here and the fact that we've talked on for 42 minutes makes yeah. me really happy because I feel like this is a great length of a podcast and I am just tickled to death tickled, to be, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I'm very ticklish. <laughs> Should I tickle you under the table? <laughs> I am just, yeah, full of, it feels good. It feels right. And I could not be more grateful for you and for our soon to be and current listeners <laughs> oh, period. to uh, be here with us and for this process just to be. So thank you. Signing out. So this is us. We signed up. We showed up. We full circled. Period. Q&A. Q&A. Bye, y'all. Love you. See you. Bye.